but ultimately it's getting into a state where no matter what happens, you can absolutely handle whatever it is that throws your, uh, that life throws your way. Right. You don't get thrown off. And ultimately from that state, you know, we, we all make better decisions when we're, you know, in a calm, collected, cool, poised state than when we're, you know, freaking out. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast. I'm Audley Stevenson, and I got to tell you that you've got it locked into the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. And as always, I thank you for being a part of this journey as we continue our ongoing goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever. Please connect with us through our social media channels. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle, The Audacious Pod. And then if you head over to Facebook and you type in The Audacious Living Podcast in the search engine, you can find us there as well. And if you are watching uh, this episode on YouTube, then you know that you can instantly subscribe to our channel and receive instant notifications simply by tapping the bell down below. So please like, follow, subscribe, uh, share, tell a friend, and let's continue to do our part to keep this conversation going. Now, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the concept of being bulletproof. And when I say bulletproof, I'm not talking about actual bullets because that's not what uh, kind of podcast this is. When I talk about being bulletproof, I'm talking about those challenges that we face in, in a, on a daily, in our daily life struggle, if you will. And we all encounter them. You know, John Whiting, aka Bulletproof John, he started Bulletproof Enterprises as a manner to support entrepreneurs to help them get unstuck while mentally preparing them against these challenges they all encounter. So again, helping them, you know, become more bulletproof. Um, you're going to hear all about John and his story uh, on the on the Audacious Living podcast. Uh, because he really does take a, a deep dive in terms of assisting entrepreneurs, again, not only just being bulletproof, but being able to withstand withstand the challenges, but also building their mental fortitude, mental toughness. We all know entrepreneurs, particularly in this day and age with, with lock, lockdowns that are happening because of uh, pandemic protocols and all the things associated with that, we know we know how difficult entrepreneurs have that. So the idea of talking to them and encouraging them and building the they're building them up to be bulletproof, uh, it, it couldn't be more timely. Uh, and it's great that I had John here with me. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with John Whiting. Enjoy. I'm gonna spare you me reading about yourself that you already know and just really want to get into it and first off uh thank you for for joining me here uh, on the audacious living podcast it's a pleasure to have you and uh, i'm very much looking forward to dissecting this bulletproof content uh, uh context that you've got here so thanks sure. for being here hey thanks for having me bro appreciate it yeah so so m- maybe let's start with you know, Bulletproof John, you got the Bulletproof Enterprises, uh, you're, you're teaching entrepreneurs how to be bulletproof. Let's, let's first break down what that's all about and what you, you know, and where that derived from. Yeah. So Bulletproof is essentially, you know, and by the way, language, what are, what's one of my language parameters on this? In terms of language and what language can I use on this little podcast? Feel free to, to, to express yourself however you feel necessary. All right, cool. Uh, so ultimately, the best word that I like to uh, equate to bulletproof is unfuckwithable. Okay. Right? Can't be touched, right? Gotcha. So ultimately, you know, we all as, uh, as individuals have, you know, triggers or buttons or things that, you know, cause us to either be way too worried or anxious or frustrated or way too excited, right? So when we're on one of these extreme sides of one of these spectrums, we don't usually make the best decisions, right? Gotcha. So ultimately, 
if uh you know if there's something that i know that you really 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 want well i could basically kind of fuck with you a little bit about it right i could probably you know manipulate you a little bit Mm -hmm. But if you're not super attached to really having that thing or really avoiding something else, that's really tough to have a lot of, I'll say, manipulative leverage. Not Sometimes it's, you know, deliberately, sometimes it's not deliberately, but ultimately it's getting into a state where no matter what happens, you can absolutely handle whatever it is that throws your, uh, that life throws your way. Right. You don't get thrown off. And ultimately from that state, you know, we, we all make better decisions when we're you know, in a calm, collected, cool, poised state than when we're, you know, yeah. freaking out. Oh, <laughs> right? well, well, yeah. Emotion does all kinds of crazy things to your decision-making. Hey, when, when you inject emotion into it, so I, I totally hear you loud and clear. Um, how did you get to this point, John? How did you, because we went all our pathway. How did you get to where you're at? So I guess uh, the short version is um, started uh, my entrepreneurial journey after a foray into I played I played uh, golf in college, played golf professionally for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, realized that I wasn't probably going to be one of the top 100 players in the world. And uh, professional golf is pretty much like uh, imagine the only way to be successful as an entrepreneur is to be on the Forbes list. Gotcha. Anything less than the Forbes list and you're homeless. Gotcha. Right. So it's super heavily imbalanced. And I kind of got to a point to where I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be on the golf Forbes list or what's the PGA tour. Right. Yeah. And uh, started my entrepreneurial journey. Long story short, sucked terribly at everything emotionally, mentally, strategically for six, seven years. And uh, I had tried every personal development thing under the sun, literally everything you could possibly think of. Imagine books, seminars, meditation, religion, therapy, you name it, whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, And uh, I was still basically stuck, screwed, felt like shit. My results reflected that I never was never making more than like 18 grand in a year. It was a joke. Right. Um, And I get introduced to a dude who um, just kind of one of those serendipitous introduction trains where I got introduced to this guy, like picture like Yoda from Star Wars and the swamp. Right. So he's kind of like a private Yoda for a, a, a very small handful of select multimillionaires and actually a few billionaires. Okay. And I shared with him kind of what I just shared with you in a, in a nutshell. And he said, well, I might be able to shed some light on that for you and maybe share with you some things that you might not have heard. Long story short, he did. I ended up uh, working with the guy. He said, there's a way of actually essentially he, his premise was you're actually already the powerhouse dude. Okay. Right. So like inevitably now when I speak and I say, how many of you guys know you have the next level within you, you're just trying to get it out. Everybody's hand goes up. Yep. Yep. So what's getting in the way? Well, it's this thing called our mind. Right. And so ultimately that mind of ours is the obstacle. And so what we got to do is essentially get it out of the way. These mental blocks, we got to get the blocks out of the way. He's like, there's a way to identify and remove all of them. And I'm like, well, sign me up. (laughs) Right. Right. um, Started working with him and I had to beg, borrow and steal in order to do that because he's not just a run of the mill guy, nor is he uh, a public figure. Gotcha. In fact, he prefers to remain anonymous. And um, so I don't use his name. Okay. Okay. Um, But I ended up uh, working with him to remove these mental blocks and um, coming out of that work that I did with him, um, I built and sold a multiple seven figure uh, marketing agency. We had 400 clients, a team of 25, and I exited that built and exited that from scratch to exit in 18 months. Wow. Um, and I had sold, uh, people started asking me, how'd you do that? So I was selling, you know, lead generation and sales programs and doing some coaching around that. But it got to the point where I was like, I don't really want to do that anymore. I was okay. sick of kind of just keeping up with the these platforms change every five seconds. And I'm yes. just like, it's not, not really what I want to do. And so I kind of took eight months off after I sold the agency, kind of just wanted to decide like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I said, you know, I've never really shared what I went through. Right. That was really the difference that made the difference. And so I just kind of sat down and said, how can I package up what I went through in a way that's duplicatable, scalable, Yep. And uh, still delivers an amazing, and amazing um, result for individuals, uh, entrepreneurs. And um, so we launched Bulletproof Entrepreneur 14 months ago, and uh, we've taken over 200 entrepreneurs through the amazing. Bulletproof Entrepreneur mental clearing system and uh, a few key statistics. 
Yeah. A 47% decrease in fear on average across the board. So our system is measurable. It's one of the only measurable, I think the only measurable mindset system on the planet. Okay. An 82% increase in focus. So almost doubling focus. And on average across the board between our six, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, an average of a 78% increase in income. Wow. That's just by removing mental blocks. Yeah, that, that last one is a big one. That 78% is huge and uh, yes. certainly something to be proud of. Um, I, I, John, I want to go back to the mental blocks because that's the big one, right? That's a, that's a starting block. Uh, these mental blocks are the starting blocks to getting to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, th th there are so many of them. There's so many different types and to identify them and some are fear-based, some are uh, affect our ability to focus, some are the, the unknown and, and the uncertainties right. around that. What does that, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I'm trying to understand what that process even looks like when you, yeah. to figure that out, because you may not know, because the other part about this is not even what your blocks are. Right, right. So think about it this way, right? Like it's, uh, it's, it sounds like this super complex thing, but ultimately all of the, everything that we experience is essentially a perspective, how we're looking at things, right? So if we look at things, so for example, um, you know, anytime you're trying to sell somebody on something, probably they start with the perspective that says, I'm not going to buy, right? Right. Otherwise they'd have already bought, right? So there was a reason that was caused by a perspective. Your job then is that you then ask, uh, what do we do in correct sales is you ask questions. You ask the right questions in the right order. It allows the person that you're essentially selling to or enrolling or, you know, recruiting on your idea or product or service to come to the conclusion on their own that this is a smart, logical thing to do, right? So ultimately, if you're asking the right questions in the right order, it allows somebody to change their own perspective. Right, right. And so when we talk about these mental blocks, ultimately, we have a system that is comprised of... Uh, some very interesting tools and processes that when you ask the right questions in the right order on the right subjects, ultimately you come to a new conclusion about a subject that previously right. was seen as a block. Right. 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 So when ultimately we have a process where we identify in our, uh, with our clients, we, they fill out an, they have a pretty extensive in-depth onboarding process. We have mm -hmm. a process where we essentially extract not only the conscious blocks, for example, like a, a fear of failure, or I doubt as to whether or not I can do this thing. Right. But we also uncover and identify the subconscious blocks that mm. are holding those blocks in place. Yeah. And we essentially kind of like a, uh, you know, if, if somebody were to go to a, like a drug rehab program, for example, the first thing that they do isn't just throw you in with everybody else in some generic thing. Right. They do some tests, figure out what all is in your system. Like what's your, what's your specific situation. Yep. And then they'd create a custom plan to essentially remove the toxins from the body and essentially sober the person up. Right. 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 So our whole analogy that we use, is kind of like when I, we say, Oh, you have, I mean, you guys know you have the next level within you, everybody. It's like, everybody knows like you're sober. You, you make right. better decisions, sober than drunk, just like right. you make better decisions, you know, calm and focused. Right. Than you do when you're freaking out, frustrated, worried, nervous, resentful, you know, whatever. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. So ultimately what all everything else is trying to do is if I give you the best how to blueprints of how to build a business in the world, if I give you the best blueprints in the world, but you're hammered drunk, would you be able to do anything with them? Of course not. Exactly. Of course not. Right. Right. So right. what all these entrepreneurs are trying to do is they're trying to, they do, first of all, they don't even realize that they're drunk. That's right. Right. They're mentally drunk. Right. Right. But now they're trying to add more information on top of mental drunkenness. <laughs> so that and they're like, oh man, I'm doing all the things. I'm trying to do all the things. And sometimes I can't even get myself to do the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing. Well, you know, have you ever tried to reason with a drunk person to try to get them to, it doesn't work. No. Right. No. So ultimately what we got to do is sober the entrepreneur up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we do. And we have yeah. a process of doing that and shifting these perspectives on all of these items that we uncover. And on average, it's about a hundred, to be honest with you. Wow. wow. And it's kind of wow. like peeling an onion. Yep. So uh, yep. ultimately what we do is we peel the whole onion back yeah. over the entrepreneur up 
Now all of a sudden they're out of their own way because they're seeing things from a new perspective. And, and that's a great way of putting out of your own way because of the fact that there's so much going on that they're just not aware of. You know, we all have, maybe they, they, they stem back to our childhood or right. some past situation that we just are unaware of. And so to go through that process of, you know, peeling the onion or getting, doing that deep dive or uncovering right. whatever that is, you know, you can't get to where you need to get to until you understand the things holding you back. But totally. if you know they're not, you know, but if you don't know they exist, then, it, you know, think right. the analogy of being drunk is a good one. Yep. That's totally spot on. That's totally spot on. So, you know, that's ultimately, you know, we're, we're the guys who basically, you know, when we have all these, like, we have, there's all these programs out there of like how to do things, right? Well, we're the guys that essentially get all of those people out of their own way so they can execute on all of this how-to information. And magically, most entrepreneurs have already, already have all the how-tos that they need. I mean, geez, you just go on YouTube and you yeah. can learn how to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the overwhelm caused by I don't know, I'm uncertain as to what which person to listen to, or I'm uncertain about this, or fearful about that. It's going to keep you from executing, right? So if we get rid of that, now all of a sudden you're going to see things differently and start executing, and magically, so far on average, it's almost doubled companies' revenues. Right, right. John, tell me what it's like uh, with all the clients that you work with. Tell me what it's like in that moment when they finally kind of go, oh, my gosh. And they realize, you know, what the block is, what's holding them back or what the yeah. issue is to stand and watch. that. What does that feel like? So we um, I mean, ultimately, there's like it's kind of like tears, right? It's okay. kind of like once you finish chapter one of a book, for example, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, damn, that was interesting. But then you go to chapter two and you're like, oh, shit. I realized that chapter one was just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> and there's like 28 chapters to this book. Right. So it's, it's, uh, and everybody kind of, you know, there's some people that come to us on chapter five, some people that come to us that don't know what a book is, you know, some gotcha. people that come to us on chapter 25. So everybody's, uh, I'll say realizations or aha moments are very different and happen in different ways in, um, at different times. So, it's it ultimately, you know, my whole purpose is ultimately, you know, I'll say freeing people. I mean, got a shirt on that says free your mind for God's sakes. Right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So ultimately there's varying degrees of freedom and um, you know, somebody's new level of freedom might be somebody's old past version of entrapment. Mm. My job isn't necessarily to say, Oh, you should be further along or have a better aha moment. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, once the, once the kid realizes that, Oh, you can take training wheels off of a bike. <laughs> shit. And there's this thing called a, like a, a motorcycle where I don't even have to pedal. Holy cow. <laughs> right. But a guy who's been riding motorcycles for right. 40 years, right. Irrelevant to him. Right? right. So it's just these different aha moments. And it's, it's pretty cool to watch. It's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm sure like watching a, watching a child grow up and discover the world for a second time is sure. it's, it's you're seeing the world through a different lens. Yeah, no, I can second. I could, I could just imagine it, it just never gets tiring. I guess every time yeah. it never gets tiring. And, and, and for me, the whole idea of awakening something inside of people. And, and I, and I, and I like the fact that you asked that initial question about like, you know, who's got, so basically who's got it within them already now. Right. And to know that everyone knows that's there, uh, that, that says a lot because yeah. You know, if you can't do something, if, you, if you're not able to do something because you don't believe it's there, then that's a different pathway versus it's there, but I don't know how to unlock it. Yep. Right. Spot on. Spot on. And that's and ultimately, you know, that's where like I had gotten sucked into the trap of like, oh, step into the new version of yourself. I'm like, shit, I got to create a whole new version <laughs> of myself. Like, that's a lot of work and it's right. scary. And like, right. I like who the fuck i don't you know like it just like i have to be a different person like what's wrong with me and then yes. like oh that turns into i'm bad the way i am and like you know all of that just like collapses in on people yeah uh, at least it did for me anyway and many of the clients that we work with well john but, you know anything happens though right that that's be, be, because of a work involved in what you just described there that's why people shy away altogether because they're exactly. like this is just a lot of work but i don't want to do all this yeah yeah <laughs> and it's and it's honestly innately it's you know invalidating yourself Mm. by admitting you're basically by saying i need to step into a new version of myself you're literally saying i'm not good enough i'm not good enough yeah. and as we know what you put out you get back 
if you put out, I'm not good enough, you'll get back not being good enough. Right. 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 So ultimately I'm just like, and I, I wasn't, couldn't articulate it that well at the time, but ultimately this is like the realization I came to is like, Oh, like I'm, I'm the dude. Like I've already, like, I'm already it. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with me. In fact, like I'm great, not egotistical. I'm just like, I, the part of all of us that knows like, you know what? I got some sauce. I just haven't been able to demonstrate it very well. Right. It's the same way, like of, you know, the sober person, like you operate well, you can walk just fine sober, yes. but you put 28 shots of tequila in somebody right. all of a sudden they're not walking so well or talking so well. And they're making questionable decisions usually. Right. That's right. That's right. That's so right. That's ultimately right. like the realization I came to is like, well, instead of taking the guy with 28 shots of tequila, and trying to convince him to step into a new version of himself while still drunk on tequila. Yes. When we sober the guy up, he's just like, oh man, I feel so much better. I see so much clearer. It's like, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's the equivalent of just sort of taking the blinders off, right? It's not, what, it. it's, it's not, it's not so that what you have in you isn't enough. What you have in you is enough. It's what you're putting into you that's holding you back. That's right. You can take those things away. And, and, and again, when we talk about what's in you, it's enough. There's nothing wrong with adding to or building or developing. That's why people read sure. books. That's why they go to seminars. That's why they listen to podcasts because you're adding to what you already have. Totally. Right. Totally. So, yeah. And that, well, an, an analogy that I use is like, it, it's kind of like you're, you're already like a Ferrari. Okay. Right. But we got a bunch of engine gunk. There's been a like a rat that snuck in in the middle of the night and built a nest in the engine. And like the parking brake is a little rusty, right? Well, you're wondering why your Ferrari driving down the highway is only clunking along at 34 miles an hour, right? <laughs> right. And you're what every entrepreneur's uh, default is, is like, oh, I need a turbocharger. I right. must need. To, I must need a turbocharger. <laughs> That's right. right. I must. Right. I must need some rocket boosters and some nitrous oxide. That'll That's really it. get this going. That's and it. it might. Right. You might get that thing up to seventy miles an hour, but it's ruining the car. Right. As you're right. doing it. So, is the solution the long-term sustainable solution? Is it to add just more and more rocket boosters and nitrous oxide and turbochargers, yep. or? Right. Is it to just get rid of the engine gunk, clean out the engine and de-rust the parking brake? Mm. Ferrari's already got a top speed of 200 miles an hour. Right. You don't need turbocharger. I mean, now, okay, if we want to hit 215, we can add some nitrous oxide to it after we've got it back to its regular stable operating basis. That's already freaking awesome. Yes. And that's every entrepreneur on the planet. Yes. And most people are not addressing getting rid of the shit. Yes. Mainly because they don't know how and they don't know how to articulate it. That's so it. that's why like step one with us is we go through that process of taking a full inventory of all the shit. Yes. And then we have processes where we systematically and measurably get rid of it all. Right. 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 Well, well, well you're, you're, you're destined to kind of repeat patterns over and over again if you're not addressing what the real issue is. And you'll just kind of go back in the same cycles, and then, and 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 it's funny because you'll see people they'll, they'll go through the same patterns over and over again. They're like, "Why does this keep happening?" Well, yep. are you doing the things that need to do so they don't happen? Right. And for a lot of people, again, they don't know what what, what that always is, and that's why those blocks that you're removing are so important. Hundred percent. I'm gonna let you explain it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it the bulletproof odd man. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's awesome. So that's super. That's super well said. You know, and and uh, but it, it has been really cool watching. You know. Yeah. You take 200 people through something, and you know it's something new, and you're just like, oh, in theory, this should work, and it's it's yep. nice to see. And and we haven't had a single support ticket. We haven't had a single refund request. Amazing. We haven't had a single piece of negative feedback. It's Amazing. actually remarkable. I'm sure at some point there's got to sure. be somebody. Right. But uh, it's been pretty amazing. Right. Um, so yeah. amazing. 
Amazing. I, 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 the piece I absolutely knew I wanted to talk about, and I think this is a good, kind of good transition to, is managing or dealing with adversity. Mm. I think with all that we've talked to talked about up until this point, uh, if you're, it, it gears you and better equips you to respond to challenging times, the tough moments, the adversity that you know comes in our lives. Um, yeah. What would you say is sort of a, a starting point? When, when you come into these tough situations, these tough times? So, I mean, I, I guess for practical purposes, yeah. right? Ultimately, first of all, it's expectations. You, they're going to happen. Shitty times mm. are going to happen. The unrealistic, most of our challenges are caused by unrealistic expectations. Right. So we expect that building a business is going to be only easy. It's going to... Uh, you know, happen quickly. There's going to be no resistance and everything is going to work. That's simply not the case. (laughs) So the expectation being shit is going to happen to expect it not to happen is naive. So when it happens, then you can't be like, what, how, how could you, you know, like that's what happens. (laughs) It's just welcome to earth. You haven't been here shit happens right <laughs> so ultimately it's just understanding and setting your your own expectations properly like if shit doesn't happen bonus got you but also be looking around the next corner because there's always there's equal good in every bad there's equal positive in every negative there's equal you know gold in every shit so to speak gotcha. okay so if you're expecting only gold and no shit you're just going to keep getting blindsided every time something right. that's non-gold shows up. Mm. So proper expectation setting in everything is the number one, like it's proper framing of everything. Like just when gotcha. you're working with anybody that you work with, if you don't set proper expectations, it's pretty much a crapshoot, right? right? Right. Right. And so now we're in purely reaction mode instead of, um, instead of response mode. Right. And so ultimately, when shit does happen, then slow down. Yep. Like just until you, just like Warren Buffett says, if you can't manage your emotions, you can't manage money. If you can't manage your emotions, you can't manage people, family, clients, team, advertising, marketing, salespeople. Mm. You can't manage shit. So, what most individuals do is they immediately react because they're expecting, how could this person say that thing? But because they're people and people say weird shit, that's, that's what right. happens. You know, like that's, that's what right. people fucking do. So to expect people to not be people is naive right. at best. Right. right, right, right. So you got to understand like 98% of people are going to do things and that are just going to completely baffle you that don't make any sense. Stop trying to make sense of it. Mm. Stop trying to say they should be thinking different. Well, maybe they should, but maybe you should too. Right. right. Like who, who's right Right. here. Nobody's right. It's just a perspective. That's right. Right. So ultimately it's unrealistic expectations as a cause of all these challenges, Mm. but when they do happen, slow the hell down. Yeah. Right. I know I'm glitching out a little bit. I don't know if I fixed that. Am I glitching about on your end? No, you're you're sounding great. Okay. My video was glitching maybe, but ultimately man, like that's the thing. And then when shit happens, it's like, slow down. If I'm feeling some type of way, do not do anything like drastic, like just table the table, the thing, just be like, I'm going to deal with this later when I'm not freaking out. (laughs) All right. And it's really difficult to do, which is why, you know, we exist is because if you have these perceptions that get triggered, it's really hard to like willpower yourself into just, okay, just control myself. Got it. Okay. Thanks, John. And then you're going to go and try to do that. And then somebody says, boo, and you go, ah, fuck that. And I'm like, yeah, right. And it just, so it's really hard. Just like if, if all it was, if all it took was a logical understanding, like nothing I'm saying right now, anybody listening to this, it's like, wow, that's groundbreaking new cool shit. It's no. not no fundamentals. Right. Right. And we forget. And so yeah. And we forget, right. My, that's my job is simple. Uh, we just signed on a, a client who does a hundred million dollars a year. Okay. And I'm like, he's like, here's what sold me. He's like, okay. I said to him and I, uh, my job is just to remind you of shit. You already know. 
So that's honestly everything that I do, we do is just to remind you what you already know. Everybody on that is listening to this right now knows you are an ultimate creative, infinite, intelligent powerhouse innately. Yes. I've never spoken anywhere on any Zoom call or any stage where I said, how many of you guys know that you already got it? You're just trying to get it out. And there was like some dude in the seats that didn't raise his hand. Like everybody's hand goes. Yes. Up. Yes. So truth resonates with people. And what happens is, is we're, you know, in this physical universe that we live in, we are not only fed lies, but we perpetuate lies of our own. Mm. And then we deal with people who are also fed lies and so on and so on and so forth. The truth is everybody's, you know, infinitely intelligent, conscious, loving being. Mm. But also an, an alternative truth is there's this physical universe that we live in that is essentially rigged to have resistance in it. Yes. And it's actually, when you go to the quantum physics level of it, it's, it's actually that resistance is what holds the physical universe together. So if you want zero resistance, you will have zero physical universe. Right. Right. It's literally an impossibility in the physical universe, matter, energy, space, and time. Matter, energy, space, and time only exist because of resistance. resistance. So it's kind of like I use this analogy of like, imagine uh, what's your sport of choice? Basketball. Basketball, of course. Me too. <laughs> so in a basketball game, yep. right? Would you play? Uh, I assume you played. Yeah. Yep. What position? Uh, I was always the center, the big guy in the middle. Okay. <laughs> how tall are you? Six one. Oh, okay, cool. So ultimately, if, if I had you and four other guys who had some talent, would you play? Would you be excited to play an entire 48 minute basketball game against a team of infants? <laughs> of course not. No. Why? <laughs> no challenge. No, no challenge. Hmm. Interesting. So you mean that we need challenge in order to be interested? And then when we have challenge, we bitch about it. Right. So ultimately that's the game that we're all creating for ourselves. Right. And so once you understand that pair, it's a paradox, right? We we're trying to uh, win a game, but we won't want it to be too easy because if it's too right. easy, it's boring. Right. And that's why uh, there's the quote of like, uh, I think it's like, I got to get this right, but it's like the boredom is the, um, what idle hands are like the devil's handiwork or something like that. Yeah. There we go. Right. So that's where out of boredom, we can either create or destroy. Mm. Right. And many people don't intentionally create something. So right. they start destroying and play that game of resistance. Both there's resistance. Yes. Boredom is kind of like this purgatory neutral level. Yes. So from there, we can either say, all right, I'm going to be Elon Musk and send people to Mars. New levels right. of resistance are everything that's entails Space. going to Mars. That's right. right. That's right. But he doesn't have to play smaller level games. Like where do I, how do I make sure I feed myself and how do I make sure that I have a car and how do I make sure my bills are paid and shit like that? He's playing a big level game of his own creation. Yes. Whereas most people are playing reactive, small level games of somebody else's creation. So you're either the creator of games or you're a pawn in somebody else's game. And most people are pawns in somebody else's game. Right. What they don't right. realize is that they're the one who decided to be the pawn. Be the pawn. Right in somebody else's game. And they're just perpetuating that game because it's a level of resistance that just is enough to keep them like, it's like a tie basketball game all yes. the time. Yes. Right. That's right. So that's what keeps the gets a tight game. It's always a close game. We're playing this game of, you know, I barely make enough money to cover my bills. It's a tight, it's a tie game, yep. right? We yep. just, we're just barely tying the whole time. And that's what keeps the, the, the resistance interesting for people. Mm -hmm. Although they might complain about it, it's what keeps it interesting for people. They don't like it, but they're interested in the game because there's an equal level of resistance to the level of offense, essentially, yes. that they're putting out. Right. So the real question is, is what game do you want to create and creating your own resistance of your causation, not a reactive resistance of somebody else's causation? It's kind of like people are wanting, so not to cut you off, this yeah. is the last little thought. Yeah. People are wanting freedom, right? Yes. Big, yes. Everybody wants freedom. Well, there's no such thing. As soon as you have only freedom with no entrapment, the physical universe disappears. You can't have freedom without resistance. Right. So the real question is, is instead of living in a prison of somebody else's creation, 
create your own prison with your gotcha. own resistance and your own rules. Gotcha. Because you're going to be a slave to something. Yep. 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 Uh, so what? I, and the point I was, was going to make is 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 there almost the question is going to ask is what, what game it that you want to play. So if you're at this level and you're that yeah. pawn, like you get the analogy of that pawn, you and you want to get that next level to play that higher level game to see you know Elon Musk type challenges, right? right. Like, so it's, it's that it's that decision of okay, do I stay here or do I level up? Was really where I was going with that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And when you know when people say level up, it's really interesting how like 99% of people on this planet, not just entrepreneurs are incredibly vague about what leveling means. up means. <laughs> right. 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 So it'd be, it's kind of like, I use this analogy, you know, like if, uh, if you pulled out your phone right now and put in your, in your, uh, that was weird. I must be saying something good. My light decided to, uh, <laughs> light went off. Um, <laughs> it's like your microphone. We must have some yeah. electric, uh, electric oh, no. energy. Who makes um, kind of like if you put in your phone gps someplace nice you're right 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 it's yeah. not going to be able to navigate right right so ultimately your phone will only navigate or your gps will only navigate with a very specific and yes destination yes so luckily your phone is smart enough to say someplace nice do you want to go to the beach to the park to right the lake whatever right Right. So, and then it's going to be like, which beach, which park, which right, lake, right, right. right? Just, which parking lot at the beach that you, you know, like, right. And so it's going to, it's going to keep asking you questions or at least prompting you with things to tap on to get specific because it cannot navigate yes. to someplace nice. Yes. And everybody is sitting there saying, I just want to level up or go someplace nice. And they're wondering why they don't arrive. Right. It's because. Um, it's yeah. not defined. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like someone who's sad and you say, just be happy. Well, if they, yeah. if they, it's, I don't think people choose to consciously be miserable, but yeah. uh, you know, if they knew how to be happy or knew what was making them, keeping them sad, they change that. So yep. it's being very specific on what it is that you want. And, and, and that will let you know what, what, what you need to do to get there. Yeah. So yeah, and, and the process that we take entrepreneurs through, because like, for example, if you're hammered drunk and I ask you where you want to go at 2 a.m., yeah. you might make a different decision than if you're sober. That's right. Right. So if I ask you drunk, like mentally drunk, when you're afraid or doubting yourself, you're going to be like, I don't know, man, I just want to make, uh, you know, another hundred dollars this month or something like that. Right. Like your your belief in yourself is super low and right. you're just feeling like shit not the time to ask you where you want to go. Right. Like right. So it depends on how low the person is. They might be like, take me to the nearest cliff. Like this sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's why we got to sober them up. Then we got to ask them where they want to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then we can begin to navigate. So that's essentially our process. We take the whole inventory of shit. We get rid of all this shit. Then we get clear. We have a whole process where we walk entrepreneurs through a clarity process on their direction, their goals, their, purpose you know people buy what you people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it yeah when we link those goals to that purpose and then we have a process to reverse engineer all of that into what exactly are my turn by turn directions to get there mm -hmm. yeah right? and so it's yeah. essentially that's at least the formula so far has has worked quite well it, it, it's a great one. And I think that, uh, and, I, and again, I want to go back to the analogy of sobering up. I think that's an, an excellent analogy uh, because it just makes total sense. You, on, you only can make good decisions when you're of a certain mindset. And yep. if you're not in that mindset, then you can't make the decisions that, that you need to make for yourself. And one of them being even setting goals. Now, another one I wanted to touch on with yeah. you in terms of the significance of, of goal setting and what that process looks like for, for you know, again, identifying where you want to go. I wonder if you could touch on that, John, a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, the specificity is key. Yeah. I'm less concerned about, like, for example, like I have specific goals. Rarely do I actually hit them. I just fall short pretty well. Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, so i had a i had a, we had a virtual event last month that we hosted um my goal was to have 400 paid registrants at this virtual event and okay. i was gonna i had an offer that i pitched at the end of the event and my goal was to do half a million dollars at the event um i 
looking back, I know why I screwed it up, but I screwed up my promotion of the event and only had 171 registrants. Okay. Okay. And we only did $225,000 in sales. Okay. I didn't hit my goal, but I made $225,000 in a week. Yeah. It's okay. You know what I mean? So like, ultimately I am always shooting for like what I'm pretty sure is plausible. Yes. And then I usually like to add about 10%. And also, you know, from there, I'm well aware that like, honestly, most targets that as soon as I know I'm about to hit a target, I raise it. Mm. Like I honestly, technically I never hit a goal, <laughs> right? So, but I'm, I'm setting targets, right? So that I know what to aim at and that are very specific. And I reverse engineer the numbers based on the half a million example so that just in case I royally screw up and only do 40% of my goal, mm-hmm. it's $225,000. Not, not bad. Right. right. So ultimately, like that's how at least short term I look at it. And then, of course, the longer that your, your time horizon is on goal setting in terms of like, like I have goals for after I'm no longer in this body. Okay. Right. So the longer that your time horizon is, on your on your targets mm-hmm. that like in look at all of like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, like everybody who's a multi-billionaire has incredibly long time horizons for all of their initiatives. Right. Everybody who is a W2 employee has incredibly short time horizons. They're just trying to make it to Friday and get their paycheck so that they can fuck right. around on the weekend. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So the longer your time horizon, mm-hmm. the more ultimately you'll say, I'll say successfully you'll be, that's very subjective, but um, the longer your time horizon, I'll say the more um, inspired you will be towards going towards that particular accomplishment, the shorter your time horizon, your old, your, your, it's, I'll just say it's too, it's too short to be that inspiring because there's always going to be this fear in the back of your mind of, Oh shit! What, what if, do I do after that next week? Right, right, right. What if but I you, hit it? You, but <laughs> hey, if I get drunk enough this weekend, maybe I'll forget and not have to worry about it. You know. Right, Versus right. if you're thinking, hmm, what's my hundred-year goal? My thousand-year mm. goal? Mm. Well, now all of a sudden you're playing a very big game with big time horizons. Yes. yes. And as soon as you do that, small games become pretty irrelevant. irrelevant. Like yeah. I don't care. You know, like we're having our house painted. It's just like, oh, be- the difference between, you know, $4,800 and $4,500. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like right. get the goddamn thing painted. I right. don't care. Right. Whatever. Right. Invoice. Right. I don't run the card. Right. 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 <laughs> I don't care. I so, get it. But, I get but it. there are people that will spend two hours negotiating to save $300 mm-hmm. because yeah. they're afraid of not making a $300 back. And it's just, it's, it's, it's thinking because of small time horizons on small targets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like about having those, you know, long horizons, it even gives you an opportunity to course correct, right? You have that opportunity to evaluate, you know, as you're moving through this, okay, am I going to get where I need to get to? Oh, this isn't working. Okay. Now I can adjust. I can make changes. I can realize I'm, I'm not going to get where I want to go. Like you have that time. And I think that's another, and that's a good thing to do. Like if you think about, what just life is on a day-to-day basis you've got to improvise and course correct and change you know the big word we used last year was pivot i mean you know there's there's nothing wrong with those things and so having that long timeline allows for that yeah 100 percent. and and it not only allows for it i think it's a prerequisite because otherwise Mm -hmm. you're either pivoting reactively like i use this example um so let's say you have this ferrari yeah and it's parked in the middle of uh a city Okay. Well, there's two ways to move that Ferrari. One is because a cop comes up and says, Hey, you can't park here. Right. And you need to move the car. Otherwise you get a ticket. So you just move it just far enough to not get a ticket. Right. Park it again. Right. Or you can decide, you know what, we're going to drive to the coast to this, you know, beautiful lunch spot on the cliff where they have this amazing, you know, tuna sandwich. I don't know. Right. 
and we're going to do it on Sunday and it's going to be, you know, me and you, we're just going to have a great day and rip up the coast and it's going to be great. We're going to have the top down. Right. And that's why we then get in the Ferrari and move the Ferrari. One is causative. One is reactive. Most people yeah. are just moving their Ferrari around a one to two block <laughs> radius right. reactively because somebody said you better move now. And that's the only reason that they move. That's the only thing that gets their, you know, I'll say ass in gear. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. So instead, if you just define where you want to go and realize that you have the freedom to go wherever you want for the most part. Yes. On a long enough time horizon. Right. Then now all of a sudden, when we're talking about course correcting, yeah. well, now on like if you're just moving the thing around the 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 block to a new parking spot your course correction is dictated by the other traffic yes. spots available yes. and whatever because your short time horizon of your goal of finding spot here now nice. is such a short time horizon yes. and your course correction is so reactive yes versus long term course correction where you're cruising up the coast and there happens to be, you know, a herd of cows in the middle of the road and you take a side detour, you know, right. like, okay, cool. But we're still going to end up at the lunch spot here. We're just looking for a parking spot. That's right. That's right. It's got to be very specific in this area. And you might, and, and how many times are you driving around that block looking for that parking spot? Right. Because one's not available. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you end up with a spot that you didn't really want. Yeah. Right. That's next to some, you know, some dude who comes along and keys your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. And it's, 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 it's in a, you know, a, a bad part of town or something, but it was the only spot available. And then you come home and you bitch about the parking spot that you just had to get into, to your, you know, your significant other, your friend or whatever. Got you. And now all of a sudden you're just reactively bitching when all you got to do is just, you know, decide on exactly where you intend to go. Right. And then realize, and that's why, you know, we got to shift perspectives because if it was just as easy as hopefully for some of you listening to this, it's just as easy as realizing, oh shit, I've been putting limitations on myself that don't actually exist. Because mm. as you go through like what we do, one of the ultimate conclusions you come to, and I wish it was as easy as just like you could come to it logically and that would be enough. But we all know that that's not the truth because mm. if that was the truth, everybody'd have everything that they wanted, right? Um, so, you know, you just come to the conclusion that, you know, I can, I'm the only one that's limiting me. Yeah. You're the only problem that you've ever had and ever will have. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. But this guy is an asshole, <laughs> you know, or what, or, but there were no parking spots. What am I supposed to do, John? Yeah. yeah like, don't yeah. live in the fucking city, you know, <laughs> like, right. get there's a garage. With there, a there's always options. That, there's always, always options. options, right? Yeah. yeah well said. Yeah, we just kind of think that there isn't, or we think we're limited, or we think that we're stuck. Yeah. And, and we're not. We're not. We're not yeah. at all. Um, we, we talked a little bit about goals uh, and 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 having big lofty goals are, are important. Um, you know, you know that saying. What's that saying? You know, shoot for the moon if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. It, uh, which which is, which is which is it's it's I mean it's cute, right? But it's it's there's a lot of truth to that. There is. Um, one I've I've heard you talk about wanting to help a hundred thousand entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. That's I a mean, big ultimately, goal. that's totally arbitrary, <laughs> right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, uh, we have to, here's the thing, like every goal that you ever set, like you're just making it up anyway. Yeah. Like you're making everything up. So you might as well make it up on a grander scale. Like I could have said, I want to help 10 entrepreneurs, or I could just add a few zeros to it. That makes the game more interesting, bigger game, longer time horizon. Interestingly, by doing so, make more money, help more people, have a bigger ripple effect. Like, I should change it to a million. Like, why not? You know, like, it's arbitrary. So right. once you realize, like, you're always making it up, everything, you're making it up. So you're either consciously making it up or reactively making it up. So you're making up where the car is going to go. You're either doing it because of the cop that came along and said he's going to threaten you with a ticket. And you're making it up that, okay, I'm going to move to that spot, hopefully around there, if I can get there in time before somebody else takes it. Right. Or you can make up 
some other destination. Either way, you're making it up and it takes the exact same amount of energy to write down a few, well, maybe it takes a little bit more energy to write a few more zeros on your goals yeah. after the, uh, the first digit, sure. not yeah. before the first digit, for those of you who needed clarification. <laughs> the decimal goes on the other side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but ultimately, yeah. like, that's, that's the deal, man. Like, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, is that my objective? Of course. Um, I want to, my, my intention is just to have the largest ripple effect of uh, ultimate you know, I'll say just freeing of, you know, operating basis for, for individuals. And I I work with entrepreneurs specifically because they deal with teams, they advertise, they have, you know, they have more influence than somebody who doesn't have a position of, you know, authority of, of some sort. Right. And so I'm going to have a larger ripple effect if I help, you know, so far we've taken about, I think it's like 208 entrepreneurs through this process, but they all have teams they're all eager to improve and expand and grow. They all have clients. So if they bring better, the more authentic real version of themselves, that's the real them, the real, like, you know, 500 horsepower version of them to the party. Well, they're going to more positively impact their team, their prospects, their clients, their services and products are going to get better, their family. Right. And then as a result of that, those because of the experience that those people had, they're going to then have a better experience in life yeah. and so on. Versus if, you know, like I worked with homeless people, what I do will work for homeless people. Sure. It's just also very hard to charge homeless people what we charge. <laughs> and also, they don't, I won't have the tertiary ripple effect, you know. Understood. And so I'm just going, how can I get depth and breadth in the most efficient way possible? And that's working with business owners. Yeah. And, and, and everyone has a sphere of influence as you touched on, right. And everyone has people in their circle who they, they interact with impact, uh, affect influence. So, uh, and, and, and I think that's one of the best ways to spread. And, and John, I gotta say, I, I, I very much love the approach that you've taken with respects to, uh, so I've got all this knowledge and all this insight. I'm not keeping it with me. I, you know, I'm looking to spread it out. I'm looking to share. I'm looking to create those ripples. I think those are, there, there, there's much to be said in that. And I commend you for that um, because, uh, I, I mean, look, environment that we're living in, in this needs that we're at, uh, you know, a lot of people that are just for or doing for themselves or wanting for themselves and to be able to give back in that special way. It's special, John. It really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, um, I don't necessarily look at it like altruistically. I more adopt the viewpoint of like, you're me just in a different body. Right. So, and, and through a number of different things that I've been through and just beliefs that I have and things that I've seen to be true for me, Um, it just kind of now is just how I see things, you know, like if I'm, I'm not just doing it for me, this body called John, because I'm not only this body called John, right? So once I understand that, like, I'm more than just this dude in a meat sack called John with a, you know, beard and a shirt on, right? Right. So once you know, for me, I started to understand and really see that to be true. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, like my I have a responsibility to, in so many ways, not to be too cliche, but save the world, you know, in my own way, because the world is me and I am the world. And I have a responsibility to make it, you know, the way that at least I see it. And then there will be somebody else who wants to completely destroy my way of seeing it. And that'll be the game that I play. And, you know, people, you know, so it, but that's for me, that's a game that's fun. It's worthwhile. It's fulfilling. I enjoy it. And uh, it meets, you know, all of the criteria of pretty much how I want to live my life. Got you, got you, got you. No, I, I look. I again, I, I appreciate it and I love it. And I think it's great. Uh, so certainly, uh, certainly, congratulations. Uh, so for our listeners uh, who are listening or watching and 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 enjoying our conversation, and may, maybe there's someone going, "Oh wow!" Like you know, am I am I the ideal person that John would like to work with? Kind of talk about some of the individuals, the types of individuals that you work with. I kind of get the sense that uh, you know people are coming different levels. 
Yeah. But maybe I can get you to explain that. Yeah. And then I do have a hard stop in four minutes. Just yep, so you're aware. For sure. Yep. Yep. Um, so ultimately we work with established business owners. So we don't focus on strategies, tactics, how to's. We work with business owners who have had some level of success, even if it's just you have a few clients and you're making, you know, five, 10 grand a month, or you know, we have clients that are doing nine figures. Ultimately, if you know what you should be doing pretty much, but you're just not doing it, you know you have the next level in you and you know you have the pieces to the puzzle, but you're just not arranging them the way that you want and you're just kind of stuck, we can help you. Gotcha. If you have not started a business, you have a job you're trying to leave and you want a business idea and you you know don't know what you're doing and you have no idea how to build a business at all, we're not going to teach you the how to's. Okay. Got you. Um, so you can still follow me at Bulletproof John, Bulletproof John on Instagram, but probably not an ideal client. So that's ultimately established business owners that are just trying to get out of their own way and get to the next level. Got you. Got you. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, you know, where can people catch up with you? But uh, you put that out, put that out there again, just so we, yeah. you know, there's no confusion. So on best uh, best channel is probably Instagram uh, at bulletproof.john or bulletproof.entrepreneur.co. Uh, we have a number of free trainings. And in fact, if you go to bulletproofentrepreneur.co, um, there's a, a free one hour masterclass on essentially elaborating on what uh, I was talking about here, essentially how to get yep. rid of the shit and bulletproof your mind. Yep. And also we have a free um, Facebook group that has 7,000 entrepreneurs in it, where we have 25 hours of additional mindset training that uh, once you go to bulletproofentrepreneur.co and get that training, we'll send you that as well. Um, or just DM me the word bulletproof on Instagram. And uh, we'll send it to you there too. Nice, 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 nice. Well, look, John, I really appreciate this. I'm glad that we connected. I'm glad we had an opportunity to exchange like this. This has been great. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly stay connected and uh, keep up the great work, man. This is awesome. Yeah, likewise, brother. I really appreciate the time. And uh, it's been it's been super cool. I'll have to definitely uh, connect on, um, on, on another non-podcast style thing and actually really, really have a chat. It's been great. I appreciate it. Very cool. Very cool. Be well, John. All the best. Hey, likewise, brother. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Back we are here on the Audacious Living Podcast. And I first off got to say thanks uh, to John for being here and joining me on the podcast and filling us in on the work he does in helping entrepreneurs. And, and again, uh, you know, when we get when we get entrepreneurs that that place where they're bulletproof and able to withstand the challenges of life, because we know it's not easy pathway to get to, but when we can get them there, um, the benefits are immeasurable in, in the long run. And the timing with, with, with shutdowns and the pandemic, it's a perfect time. So John, thanks again for being here. It was really, really appreciated. You know, uh, John left us with so much to think about, but if there's just one thing that I take, I take away from my conversation with him, it would be this. You know, in a world where we're seemingly surrounded by negativity at every turn, our confidence seems to be tested on a regular basis. You know, we're living in times where negativity can sp is spread quickly, largely due to social media that makes it so easy uh, for our confidence to dwindle or be tested. It's imperative that we find ways to mentally fortify ourselves as best as possible and always be ready for life's experiences. When we're confident, we're likely more able to move forward with people and opportunities and not back down or shy away if things don't work out at first. Confidence helps us to try again. Without it, we put ourselves at risk of not living up to our full, audacious potential. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you'll be immediately alerted every time there's brand new content that comes out. 
It's just that easy. Uh, we've come to the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And, and as always, uh, I've sent a big, big shout out and thanks to our ma- amazing listeners. Uh, I call them the, uh, the lovers of audaciousness. Uh, your support has been tremendous and I thank you so so much it's always appreciated and you help us keep us you help keep us going so so thank you until next time stay safe be kind show love to one another and be audacious you've been listening to the audacious living podcast hosted by audley stevenson If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.